Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is I Will Make You a Millionaire, another episode helping someone reach their goal of making millions. Jen, what's been happening? I'm going to take a look at your notes. Everything's been good. I've missed talking to you. I've done a lot, and... Yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy things. One of the things that I started off doing last time we talked, remember I was mentioning about how billboards are so expensive, but humans should wear your stuff. So I built a website overnight called bemybillboard.com where basically people sign up for free and they get mailed different merch, t-shirts, tote bags, hats with my logos, other companies' logos on it, and they're human billboards. So um That's excellent. Let me take I'm gonna take a look at it right now. I mean, this is a real business. Yeah, because here's how I plan, and I didn't monetize it yet, but businesses will pay me, of course, to reach my audience and send their stuff out to them. But I built it in like two hours on a Saturday. I had over like 100 people sign up and they fill out a form of what kind of stuff they want, what sizes they are, their address. And then I'm going to mail them packages. I printed all this stuff with my logos on it. So I printed this shirt for odd jobs. It says odd jobs for odd people. And I printed like all these different things for my projects that I'm going to mail out to people. And it's going to cost me a couple hundred dollars. And now I have a hundred something people who are going to walk around their cities with my logos on it. Okay. So first thing is, Jay, can we sign up and send like a t-shirt? Uh, so we well, I'm could... sending you both care packages of everything. No, but I want to sign up the James Altucher Show podcast so people could be the billboard for it. And we have t-shirts. Oh, cool. So Jay, can we sign up for this and, and, and have people be human billboards for us. Sure. And then anybody listening to this, bemybillboard.com. But here's, now I'm going to ask some due diligence questions. How do you know that they're really wearing the shirt and, and really marketing the brand? Well, this is the thing that you really can't ever prove, but I'm going to send them a mailer inside of the mailing thing that says like, hey, you know, as a thank you, because this is free for you, can you do one of these five things? And it'll be post on social media. It'll be, can you wear it to an event? Can you do like, can you do these things and send us a picture? And the people who do those things and tag us or send us the picture, I'll make them super billboards and I'll have them ranked higher in my list. And therefore I can send them more things or know that they're people who are actively doing. Oh yeah. The people who wear my merch, I should be able to rank them higher. Like, oh, I like this guy's right. job. I don't, you know, I'll give him five stars, give him four stars, three stars. And so then those people have reviews like on Amazon. So I could build out that site so it's like people make their profiles 
I could that could be like another way of actually approaching that I didn't think of. Jen, I totally think you should do this because I'll yeah. sign up both as a billboard and I want to sign up my podcast. And now then the question is when someone's a super pro, sometimes they don't want just merch. Maybe they want to get paid a little bit, or maybe this is a, a way, um, uh, could be in an exchange where even like TikTok influencers or, or kind of mini social media influencers can get involved. I didn't even think about that, but you're so right. That way people, individuals can be like, Hey, here's proof of what I did, how I wore it. Here's all my, my metrics from social media. And then brands can approach them and say, Hey, we like you, you know, that's a, that's a, I didn't even think of doing it that way, but I like it. Yeah. Like, so I want to see the brands that I could be a billboard for, but I also want to see the human billboards and yeah. see if I can get them interested in my brand and so they can do it because, and then, you know, I can see their, their reviews. So I can know, oh yeah, this podcast says he really drove traffic or this newsletter got subscribers when they use this one guy. And then, yeah. um, I mean, there could be other metrics, but, uh, this seems great. You're going to, you're going to get people on both sides. You're going to get people who want merch and maybe pay. I think this eventually evolves into paying. So, like you're the exchange so people mm -hmm. can get paid and you get a cut in the middle, like whether it's 3%, yeah. you know, not so much that people want to go someplace else and make a deal without you. Cause you're the, the important thing of being the intermediary of a financial transaction is that you make sure it's secure and people trust you right. and so on. It's almost like a Fiverr or an Upwork for billboards, for human billboards. And I, yeah, and, and, I don't know, and, and I couldn't Uber stop for thinking about this idea. Yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about the idea. So I just built the website. I built it in two hours using Wix.com. And I was like, you know what? This is just something I want to do. So I just did it. So, okay. So AJ, we got to sign up as a brand because I want, we have t-shirts we could send to people. Yes. And um, uh, we even have masks we could send to people. So you, so you should be able to list all the things that, so like, okay. Um, I see. So you say promo items available, t-shirts, hats, pens, totes. Um, so you, you could list those. Uh, I would like to see photos of those. Like I'd like to be able to click on the first years of marriage, see the description, you know, so you're the first brand here is the first years of marriage. So I want to click on it, see a description of it. You know, you have a link to the newsletter and then promo items available. I want to see photos of those. Uh, so then I could say, yeah, I could, I, this would be cool. I'm going to be a human billboard for this. I'll wear this, you know, I'll wear something every day. I'll do some social media tweet every day of me wearing it. I don't have to talk about it, but I could just as like a tweet of me wearing something in, in a situation. And, um, and then it could go, and then there could be reviews for the human billboards or rankings or whatever. Right. And they, and they could describe themselves and, you know, it's different from like a task rabbit where, you know, they do the task. So the only yeah. question is, is how do you know they're doing something, but social media proof is good. And like, if people like their social media that they, that where they're wearing your stuff, that's, that's just as good as them wearing it at a hundred people. Like if I wear a shirt, no one sees it cause I never leave my house. But if I wear a shirt and I put it on social media and it's got a hundred likes, that's worth it, you know, at least yeah. for, for free. And then you scale up to see, you know, it's almost like a reverse auction. What are they willing to do to get paid? Like you could say, I would, I have a budget, but you have to tell me what you're going to do and for how much. And so it's almost like a reverse auction where they sort of reverse bid to be a billboard for you for pay. Wow. These are ideas I didn't even think of. I just built this and was like, I'm not quite sure what it's going to be, but I really like this a lot. And you know, you don't actually have to do the financial transaction. You can just 
let people Venmo each other and let Venmo deal with that. And then the business yeah. model then becomes more of, well, actually maybe the brands, you charge the brands $10 a month if they want to have access to the human billboards. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So, so, cool. so like this, obviously you could do uh, the website you've made so far, which is bemybillboard.com for people listening. I encourage people to put their podcasts or newsletters or whatever on there just to try it. Cause right now it's free and, yeah. and, and it's, you just have to send a couple of shirts to people and you could see, you could, you might even just want to see one good human billboard, wear a shirt and see if you have any results from it. And then you could scale up from there, you know, as a way of yep. testing it. But so, so first task is Jay, we got to sign up all our stuff, both, both as being a human billboard, uh, Jay and I both, and the James Altucher show podcast is being a brand. Second, um, is it hard? Like you could, it's, it's one thing to make this easy one page website or two page website. It's another thing to make it a little bit more. We're not going to do transactions. I'll I'm taking that out. Let's just have people Venmo each other, but can we have a section where the human billboards describe themselves and there's reviews? Yeah. Is that a little Make harder? Profiles. Um, I, I have to look into it to see if I can do it on Wix or WordPress, but no, I don't think so because they can make their, you can make a profile and then people would have to log in to see everyone's profile. So I have to play around with it, but I don't, I don't think so. I really think I could probably do it without any type of coding or anything like that. Yeah. And I think first off there's, I mean, there's definitely ways to do it with either WordPress or Wix. Uh, second yeah. off, there are many WordPress experts and you could find one on fiverr.com who will do the, who will do what you need for like $10. So we're not talking about any advanced thing, like accepting yeah. credit cards or stuff like that. You just, you want, you want basically now a section for the human billboards, a way for people to search it, a way for people to connect with each other. So I could, I could either throw an, a, a project out there and see who wants to do it, or I could contact specific human billboards or brands. So there has to be a way yep. of messaging the profiles on each side of the equation. And then maybe a final thing is, is reviews. And then you could give um, and some testimonials, like this person did this, this person did this. So you could see how people have used this in practice and what kind of success they've had. I love it. I think it's awesome. I just couldn't stop thinking about this idea because I know when I'm out and I see people wearing a shirt with the brand's logo, it captures my attention. I think about it for five seconds. And if the shirts are weird enough, the logos are weird enough, you're going to remember it. Well, you know, merch, as it's called, is is, is the, the main way bands make money these days is through merch, the sale of merchandise. Like they don't really make money putting songs on Shopify and everybody listens to music on YouTube or some semi-free service. So they don't make that much money on the music anymore. And they don't really make that much money from tour tickets because it's expensive, to, unless you're like the Rolling Stones, it's expensive to tour. But they, the main way bands make money is merchandise. So this will encourage either podcasters or newsletter writers or other brands. There's plenty of other brands out there, you know, lots of startup businesses. So encourage them to work on their merch game. And the human billboard is a, is that is, that is retail space that is underutilized. So, or, you know, advertising space that's underutilized. So I, I would flesh this out. Like this is like version, you know, 0 0.9. I would get to version 2.0. I'm on it. I'm excited about it. I didn't even think of these things. So thank you. That's so cool. I mean, I couldn't believe I got the domain name being my billboard. I got some really cool domain names. I'm going to tell you about this week. And that was one of them that was available. Oh, that's great. Uh, I like this 
now hiring youareodd.com. Okay, so so I bought the domain name youareodd.com and I linked that to my odd jobs newsletter. And then I made these shirts that says odd jobs for odd people and the back says now hiring youareodd.com. Yeah. Because you youareodd.com I think is such a catchy domain name. But you know what? It looks like, it looks like I think I think you're right. It looks like you are odd.com. So it almost makes it look like odd.com is the URL you have, which would be amazing. But I wonder how you can make oh, it look man. a little bit more like you are odd, like you are odd as one word. Ooh, I didn't even, okay. Maybe a, a designer maybe is needed, but maybe yeah. maybe you smush the letters a little closer together, but put them a little bit off skew. So like yeah. A-R-E is, a, is like a few millimeters lower than Y-O-U and ODD is a few millimeters lower than A-R-E. And then the dot com is a few millimeters lower. So it still looks like yeah. one big word, but it's delineated a little bit. No, that makes sense. I, I'm obsessed with the domain name because I think it makes people curious. Like if you saw that domain name, you would be like, am I odd? And you might go there. And then when you go there, it's the odd jobs newsletter. So that's another thing I worked on was making that a whole separate newsletter. Um, I've been publishing that newsletter every single day for the past month since we've spoken. So five times a week. And I went from zero subscribers to close to 200 subscribers doing very little marketing except people spreading it and sharing it. That one I think has a lot of potential because as I've been doing it every single day, it's evolved to become something that's not just odd or unique or ugly jobs, but it's also empowering people to start businesses on their own, teaching them how. It's become it's become something that is, uh, I think, I think, I don't know, it's become something bigger than what I thought it was going to be. Not just like, here's the odd job of the day. I think you're right. And I think ultimately there could be, you know, job postings and, and things like that. But um, I would start thinking now, so 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 what, what's been your, other than word of mouth, what's been the main way uh, yet you've gone from zero to 200? How long has this been? So last time we spoke was, um, I think, like toward the beginning of July, we spoke. So right after we spoke, I made it its own newsletter, had zero subscribers. I've So I did the five-day-a-week the five day a week frequency, never missed a day. I've shared a lot of it on LinkedIn. I've posted some of the articles I wrote in the newsletter on LinkedIn or Medium or other places. Um, I've also done some social media posts where I promoted it. Um, I did I did another giveaway to promote it. I did my own podcast episode to promote it. I booked myself on other people's podcasts to promote it coming up. Um, so I've done I've done some, but I wanted to see how this could spread without a ton of promotion because it is sort of viral. And I've gotten a lot of people who share it. The other cool thing I've seen in the past couple of weeks are people who start doing some of these odd jobs and have messaged me to be like, hey, I ended up doing that job and I'm making some money from it. So that's been really cool to see as well. Yeah, that's amazing. You should put those testimonials on the site for the newsletter. Yeah. And so now the, the other thing I would suggest is you should figure out how to start marketing the newsletter. So other than just the, the good word of mouth, which I think is the ultimately the best way, but I wonder if you can play with very tiny budgets and do some basic influencer marketing. So reach out to some Instagram accounts where it looks like they do odd sort of jobs and have them recommend uh, uh, the, the newsletter. And maybe they need, you know, it's funny, TikTok influencers, because I've done a little bit of marketing on TikTok, it is super cheap. Like it's almost no money at all. And you can get 
And if you and the more niche you go, the better it is because they have fewer followers. But you could get, but they have very loyal followers on TikTok, and uh, I think there, there's some good influencer marketing opportunities there. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I didn't do any of that yet, so that could be something that's really cool. Even like I've been looking up odd jobs or or weird job podcasts to book myself on those places to promote it. Um, maybe even Google Ads, Facebook Ads. It's definitely something that is could work better in ads than the first year of marriage one did. Yeah, uh, I think both could work, but I I think the odd jobs one. You're right. Could, oh, it's hard to say when I think about both, they obviously have both an audience in the t and market in the tens of millions. Um, but I think right now, what's interesting about odd jobs is people don't want to uh, go back to work in an office. They want an odd job. They want to they yeah. continue the economic lockdown lifestyle, but make more money. Well, the, what, the number one statistic that I've been running with is 85% of people are miserable at their jobs. So I've been using that again and again and again to promote this because it's that's a huge amount of people who are miserable at their jobs. Yeah, no, and not only that, more than 50% of people don't want to go back to non-remote work. They like, despite all the people who argued with me when I wrote this initially. So with Be My Billboard, you could go from 0.9 to 2.0 without spending hardly any money. And I know in general, I've been trying to do all these without spending any money at all, but there are some skill sets needed to just you know, it's just a WordPress add-on or theme or whatever that yeah. would make the whole thing. So you could probably do it on your own, but it might be worthwhile getting someone to in India to do it for like a hundred dollars or fifty dollars or whatever. There's definitely a set of features there where it goes from nice website to legit business, and you could see if the business works. And and Jay, let's definitely sign up. And by the way. The business itself should be a client of the business. So I'm a human billboard should be a t-shirt. I'll, I'll sign up to wear that. And, um, you know, I'm a human billboard.com or be my billboard.com, whatever. Um, so that's, that's definitely, there's definitely a set of like at least 10 features I could think of that turns this into a, a little business just so we could see the odd jobs newsletter. I think that one, uh, we were just talking to a newsletter guy the other day who talks about trends and things like that. Um, but that's related to odd jobs. Uh, and he has 65,000 subscribers gained over the past year. And of course he's making a living at it. Once you have that many subscribers, there's a, uh, many opportunities for higher end products and so on. So, uh, I think that's what, and, and I asked, how did you get uh, uh, so many subscribers? And part of it was SEO, like Google ads and, some influencer marketing. Yeah, I feel like with both newsletters, because I grew the first year of marriage to around 600, I feel like with both newsletters, I'm at a point where I'm sort of stalling because I'm doing my usual techniques and tactics, and now I need to do something else because I'm, I'm getting like, you know, new followers here and there, but it's not reaching the thousands. It's not going as fast as perhaps it should at that point. No, it's okay. Everything, everything takes time. So what happens is, it's like, who's, who's, who's that girl who, um, was doing the makeup videos and then she totally blew up and now has her own makeup line. What's her name? Yeah. Um, something it's, was it Michelle? It was oh. like, uh, yeah, Michelle, uh, Ipsy, Ipsy's the company, but she is Michelle fan or. Yeah. I think it's like something that. like that. She was on her like 80th video after months and months of doing it 
you know, every day or a couple times a week. And she finally, she did a makeup video of how does Lady Gaga do her makeup? And that was the one that blew up and she had millions of subscribers after that. So it just takes that one that reaches the front page of Reddit. Like everybody loves it so much. Like maybe when you think of writing the next couple, think of would somebody, is this the sort of thing people will share on Reddit and vote up? And, you know, did I put the work in it that shows people will discuss this and people will vote it up and people will appreciate it? Like I used to, uh, I used to write these articles that, you know, ultimately I started a newsletter and I wrote these articles and they would get posted on Hacker News, which is kind of like Reddit, but for software. Now I have an, an entrepreneurship. Now I had nothing to say about software at all, but for some reason, because I was writing for TechCrunch, these would get posted on Hacker News and they would always get voted up to number one to the point where a lot of people, which I seem to engender people arguing all the time about my content, but people would argue, this doesn't belong on Hacker News. And so eventually all of my articles, no matter what domain they came from, were banned from Hacker News because all of them were getting to number one trivially. So you have to build to that point. And then you'll get, you know, 600 is great. That means you have a viable newsletter that people are interested in. So it's not a big leap to go from 600 to 6,000 and then from 6,000 to 60,000. Same thing with the, the odd jobs one. It might mean, let me take a look at the odd jobs newsletter. This week is Olympics week. So I've been doing some, um, all, all of the newsletters this week are Olympic themed. Oh, that's great. What are some odd jobs about the Olympics? So first of all, is being an Olympian an odd job? It turns out, I didn't know that they didn't get paid to go to the Olympics. So I broke all of that down, that they don't get paid. How do they make their money? I did um, Olympian side hustles. So some of the odd jobs Olympians also have to do to make money. I also did one today called odd jobs that you can do to make money off the Olympics. So how to profit from the Olympics. And I basically like created a couple business ideas that people can steal one of them is to do like Olympic tours where you set up a company that does Olymp tours of old Olympic stadiums and villages and things like that. So I'm just having fun making it Olympic themed. And some of these this week blew up because people are obviously talking about the Olympics, care about the Olympics, and um, some of them got a lot of traction. It's interesting, the tour guide one. It'd be interesting to talk to people who maybe, maybe someone is a tour guide for the Olympics and here's how much money they make every day doing tours of the Olympics. I would think of not in every one maybe, but find someone who does one of these things and see how, and then interview them, do a little, little mini interview for the newsletter. Yeah, tomorrow's is about um, people who have odd jobs at the Olympics. So like the person who cleans up the sweat off the courts, the person, there's a lifeguard who's hired to be at the Olympics, even though no one really needs their lives saved. There's a scuba diver who's hired at the Olympics to go scuba dive to set up the cameras. So I took quotes from other articles and linked to them about um, those people being interviewed and their salaries and things like that. Yeah, that's great. It's like if you get the information yeah. from other places, all the better. Uh, yeah. I wonder if somebody goes to like the city, maybe they're not even from there, and they start a tour business for the Olympics. Yeah. And then it's like just a job they do for three weeks or however long the Olympics is. And I wonder how much money they make. Yeah, I, I feel like if, if this was not a pandemic year, that's such an awesome idea. They can put it up on Airbnb experiences. Like they can list it on local sites and you could charge whatever you want. If people are paying to go to the Olympics, they're gonna shell out money for all these experiences. I mean, tour guide's such an interesting thing because like my daughter 
she is a donut tour guide in New York City. So she gives tours and people sign up for these tours. She gives tours where they just go to all the famous donut places in New York City. And occasionally she sees celebrities at these donut places and there's a history behind like, you know, this place makes their own donuts. This place is the oldest donut place in New York. This place is the smallest donut place. This place only has tiny donuts. This place has giant donuts. And people go on these tours every single day and she makes money. Not only does she make salary, but she makes good tips. I, I gave her good uh, cognitive biases for, for increasing her tips and they, and they work. She went from zero tips to now getting like, you know, $40, $50 per couple tips. So wait, what did, what's one thing you told her? Um, well, first off, I told her in the very beginning that she's to ask for a tip, that if you don't ask, they're not going to know that they should tip for this. And then I told her, um, I using anchor bias, you know, say, you know, it doesn't have to be like a thousand dollars and, you know, laugh a little bit of that, but now they're anchored at like a thousand dollars. So they're not going to give $3 and, uh, stuff like that works. Yeah, I actually did a whole newsletter on odd jobs you could have if you like food. And one of them was being the tour guide in all of these different cities for food. Um, I tried out to be a pizza tour guide for New York City when I first moved here. I did not get hired, but that was like my dream job was to just take people around and feed them pizza. Maybe it's a later in life kind of career. And, you know, there's, another, there's a lot of um, food, in, uh, food Instagrammers that get paid by brands. Yep. That's what I'm finding with this newsletter is there's never a shortage of topics. Even doing it five days a week, I always have something to write about. It's very, very easy. And then every Friday is my job board Friday where I list available odd jobs that are um, that people can apply to. You know, I, I, I was I was maybe I was talking to you about this, but I spoke with a friend of mine who's his his dad told him a very good quote a long time ago, which is that the uglier the business the easier it is to make millions from it. And I think that doesn't count, you know, if you're the top of the food chain in Silicon Valley, but everything else. And so he picks up, sorry, let me just throw this away. He picks up the garbage of companies and strips out the steel. It's called slag. And then steals, like slag is a commodity and he just sells it on the open market, makes millions of dollars. I think that's sort of interesting is because people think you need to have this like glamorous rock star kind of job, but sometimes it is those ugly businesses that really, really make a lot of money. I love what you said the other day about the unexpected, that quote, I can't stop thinking about that. Like the more you do something unexpected, the more you're going to stand out, the more you're going to be famous, the more you're going to be successful. And that's what this, these odd jobs are. It's the unexpected type of careers. Yeah. And, and, uh, you never know which one, first off, there's two things. One is people think all these odd jobs only make like, you know, like walking dog, people's dogs only makes like $5 an hour ultimately. Um, so there's, there are jobs like that that don't make a lot of money, but some of these odd jobs you can build into businesses that make millions. We've, we've seen many examples of that. You know, like you could, after doing a donut tour, I could encourage my daughter to set up various other food tours where she hires the tour guides but like, you know, designs the tour and markets it and signs people up and, and so on. So like, who knows? Or, or this, this slag business, how did this guy get into it? Maybe he started with one company who was picking up their recyclables and then 
realized he could sell some of them and and boom, it 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 happens. So you just never know which one's going to be the one that that could blow up to be a, a you know a million dollar business, in, including the newsletter about them. You you just gave me an idea to almost sometimes do a rating of um, like passive to hustle. So like you can make six figures with this business if you are passive, if you want to do it from your couch, but you can make six figures from this business if you want to hustle. So almost having like a scale that's like okay, how to be rich from this odd job. And then that scale can be showing people like, hey, if you're somebody who hustles, who wants to like do a lot of work, this business is for you. But if you're somebody who wants to sit on the couch and make a lot of money, this business is for you. So almost like almost give it like a rating of some sorts. Yeah, I like that idea. And then I also, um, you know, some some odd jobs are scalable, some are not. So for instance, the people who uh, go to the Olympics to do tours of the Olympics, Maybe they could work all year round going to other events. Like they go to the Super Bowl, they go to Lollapalooza, whatever. They could, maybe they go from event to event doing tours at each one. And then, and then that can scale when they set, if there's a lot of demand, they could set up multiple, you know, tours going on simultaneously in each event. And that could turn into a little business. So, or there could be events happening simultaneously and they set up all the tours because they're, they become an expert at it. Yep. I think I have, you, you've given me a lot of good ideas to take it to the next level. I think, I think there's a lot of potential with this newsletter and I think I have a couple good next steps of what to do with it. Yeah. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over a hundred or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I love, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. 
by setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldercher, would you like to apply to be VP of en entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of, because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything then go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely gonna use him for now. Not on. that you need it. You're you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at Hims dot com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? Hims.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. How's the Twitch stuff doing? It's good. I was doing some Twitch. Jay was my, my loyalist fan. <laughs> and it was good. I've been doing a little bit of it. I stopped doing it for a little while. But um, it was good. It was good because I would do some of the twitches I did. I walked through my strategies for some of the things I was working on. So it was cool to talk it out. And I liked it. It was, it was good. I need to get back into doing it. 
Yeah, uh, you know, Twitch is a hard thing to be consistent with. Um, I, yeah. I was doing Twitch for a while and, and I'm gonna get back to it at some point. Maybe I should do a Twitch stream where like recovery from COVID. So I'm, I'm playing a game and I need to get back to my pre-COVID score. <laughs> Um, yeah, to know that the brain like fog is over. That. I like I I can't stop thinking how you called it brain frog. I feel like that could be your Twitch streaming name yeah. as you go and do this. And so uh, okay, then we also talked about the marriage card deck. Yes. So I've been working on the first year of marriage. That newsletter goes out three times a week. That one I got to around six hundred subscribers. It's been pretty good. Um, could I do more with it? Yes. I need to, I need to continue to take it to the next level. Three times a week with that one is a little tough. I'm wondering if I should maybe scale back to one time a week. It's definitely has grown because of the frequency that I'm doing it three times a week. You know, it, it's up to you because you want to, the whole thing is, is that we're doing experiments. We're trying yeah. different things and, uh, some things will take off. Some things won't. And it takes kind of, as you see, it takes a couple of months to really see, because we don't know there's going to be a tipping point for one of them. And it's yeah. basically a quantity game. It's, a, it's I, sh I shouldn't say that. It's quantity and quality. So, you know, you will eventually do a, a newsletter in one of these categories that will hit the top of, um, you know, uh, uh, Reddit or whatever, and it'll suddenly hit a tipping point and it'll explode or you'll do the right kind of marketing um, and and so on. So, uh, but it's a, a quantity game in that you have to try a lot of different things to see yeah. which one is going to really explode within a six month period. And once it explodes, monetizing it is trivial. That's why I don't really concern myself that much with monetizing it, but you want, because you're trying lots of things though, you want to minimize the, the layout of money needed to do each thing. Ideally each thing is free, um, yeah. to do, but like you know, but that's why, okay, a card game that, that couples play with each other, that could be a fun idea that's not so expensive to make. And you have a platform, the newsletter and podcast to start marketing it and also be my billboard.com. You can start marketing it. All right. So, so, so right now there's the, the marriage newsletter, there's the marriage, uh, podcast, there's the odd jobs newsletter, but I think the odd jobs newsletter could turn into a fully fleshed out site as well that could make money. There's the Be My Billboard site, which could definitely be fleshed out into a business. What other stuff do you have going on? I'm doing more stuff with Bridesmaid for Hire. I've, I'm going to build out the Maid of Honor template that we talked about. Remember, we talked about selling like a template for the speeches. So I'm going to be working on that, but I've just been making little changes to my website. I've been adding video to almost every landing page and it's been converting like crazy. So I've made more money than in a while with Bridesmaid for Hire, not even going to weddings, but doing other things, mainly the maid of honor speeches, mainly that course I sell. So I'm also spending time just optimizing that whole process because I don't want to go to weddings. And how did you increase the amount of money you were making from it? I simply added um, videos to my landing pages that I think were pretty engaging that explained the process a little bit more, had the human factor to it. Um, I redid the website a little bit, but I'm going to completely redesign the website. I did more promotion on social media. So my Instagram has been, been blowing up because of doing, um, Instagram reels. So just like little tweaks here and there have brought more money in with some of the services I offer that weren't so popular in the past. I don't want to go to weddings, especially just the way the world is, who knows what's going to happen with weddings, but I want the business to be functional and I want to keep building some of these more passive services.
yeah. like the course, like the template, things like that. And this was a course you had running before. Yeah, it's the, it's the course to teach people how to be a professional bridesmaid. And um, it, it sells decently. It could sell better, but I'm going to redo the landing page. Um, I'm going to make all these tweaks to it. But just simple tweaks I've made have made it perform better. Like the video, um, adding more testimonials, clearing up a little bit on the landing page what's inside the course. Simple little things that took me under an hour have brought in more sales than ever before. This is great. So one of your questions has always been like, when do you stop doing new things and you just focus on the things you have going on? I think you have enough things going on that one of these things is going to make money, particularly as we flesh out the idea and give it more dimensionality. So like the Be, be My Billboard is a good example where it's like one dimensional right now, but it could be a three dimensional experience for people. And so, so now we can add depth to some of the things you're doing. Like the Odd Jobs newsletter, people could submit job requests to you, or people could say, I'd like an odd job. And then you could have almost a marketplace of odd jobs. Or, um, you know, I, I, I think the, the marriage one is still worth pursuing because there's obviously a huge market out there. Um, but just try different angles. Maybe, maybe, and I'm just throwing this out there. Like, I think the first years of marriage is a good I theme and idea, but maybe people don't want to, maybe it feels like if I get your newsletter, I'm admitting I'm having a problem in my first years of marriage. Um, you know, because there are a lot of problems, but people think it's should be idyllic. What you're only, you're, it's, you're only your first marriage, you're a marriage and you're already having a problem. Um, so I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe there's another, there's other things you could do in that newsletter or other ideas you could offer, or, um, you know, maybe there's a section in the newsletter is, you know, one thing a day you should do for your spouse. And here's the thing to do that will surprise you. Yeah, you one surprise a day. You should always surprise your spouse in the, every day of their first years of marriage. And here's the one thing. Like, maybe you sh should have little sections. It's not like fully fleshed out content, but it's just ideas. So people might, you have to have as many hooks in for why someone would, maybe someone only would get the newsletter because they want to see that idea a day. And all the other article content is just gravy for them. You're right. I, I, I feel like... It I need to watch the balance of how negative it is to how fun and, you know, on, like, I think because I can be someone who's so honest, not negative, but honest about things. I need to make that newsletter have a balance of, oh, the first year of marriage is not all horrible. You know, there are some good things. There are some fun things too. So I need to add that balance. Today's newsletter was short and sweet and it was just like five fun tweets about marriage. And that got a lot of response because I think it was just something funny that people could laugh at and relate to. Another type of newsletter that worked really well for odd jobs and first year of marriage is I did like a five books you should read and it was like weird alternative books and people loved that. People love lists. So like if yeah. you said 10 ways you in capital letters can make money from the Olympics, People click on that. They love, yeah. that's why it's the 10 commandments in, in Judaism. That's why it's the four noble truths in Buddhism. It's why it's the 108 yoga sutras in, in yoga. Listicles have worked for 3,500 years. Yeah, and even like recommendations, like the book recommendation one, people shared a lot because they were curious about the books and they weren't obvious books. Like the marriage books they promoted were not marriage books. They were more how to challenge your relationship books, like fun, different books like that. They weren't annoying marriage books. And the odd jobs one, I put skip the line in there. I put like all these books in there that aren't preachy, but more actionable. And I yeah. think people really liked that too. You know, going the complete other angle, 
Uh, I, you know, one of your competitors, and you, and you wrote this when you were researching the competitors, the the uh, break free from the affair. So mm. this guy's website is a newsletter on how to deal with infidelity. Uh, and he doesn't say how much he charges, but he has articles, he has recent posts, he has posts like, um, you know, he tells me he loves me and her. Like, these are great article titles. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny they always say he, but he. Uh, so it's, he's dealing mostly with with women, but you know, I wonder how much people pay for this. Like this, these types of uh, newsletters, people pay a lot of money for. I'm, which makes me wonder if I'm so limited by having these newsletters on Substack and instead need to build a website because I can't build out pages. Like, do you think both of these need a website at this point where I could have other pages on it? Yes, but. You can use Substack to do that. So Substack's just hosting the newsletter, but you could have any domain name. I'm pretty sure you can do this with Substack. I don't know the specifics how, but I would look into doing that. You know, or you can have like a, a WordPress website that just at the newsletter point points to Substack. to Substack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I could do that. But uh, definitely, think, yeah, there I are think... plenty of Substack newsletters that have their own domain names, and you don't know they're using Substack, and they have 100,000 subscribers or, or whatever. Yeah. So let's see. Are there any other businesses we've been talking about so far? The other thing I did this week was last time we talked, I read you my list of things I would do if I became a mil- if I was a millionaire. And the moral of that story was I'm making excuses why I can't do them now. So I've been trying to put some of those things in motion. I raised my prices. Um, I said no to more things I didn't want to do. I um, invested in like going to the gym, like getting a, like not a personal trainer, but doing a, a expensive type of class I really like. So I went through my list and figured out, okay, what's an excuse and what can I do now? And started putting some of those things in motion. And that was fun. That was a really good activity to sort of prove to me. What happened? Like when you raised your prices, what happened? You know, I don't know if it deterred people from working with me or not. I don't care. It allowed me to have boundaries of what I, how I want to spend my time. You know, I think for a while as a solopreneur, I was like desperate to make money. I'm not in that position anymore. So I think it was a good confidence boost, but also a good way of putting up boundaries. I, I don't need to give people discounts. I don't need to drop my prices. I need to raise my prices, say no to more things and focus my attention on things I want to do. You know, I have time. I just waste my time and I'm starting to see that more and more. Yeah, it's so interesting that the millionaire exercise that, and again, that the idea is write a list of 10 or you wrote 20 things you would do if you had a million dollars. And it turns out all those things you can do right now. Now. So yeah. uh, uh, that's interesting. So, uh, okay. So right now we've got a bunch of new ideas. You have your legacy stuff. Uh, what, what are you, what, what, what are you enjoying right now? Most of all? I, I really am enjoying, um, I, I'm enjoying it all. Like I, I really liked, I couldn't stop thinking about be my billboard. I couldn't stop thinking about that idea. And rather than just ruminate, like rather than just thinking about it, I sat down on a Saturday and built it in two hours. So I I'm liking this whole approach of we're not monetizing anything. We're just starting and growing and seeing. So I sort of like that. I, I like that thought process. I think it's been really helpful. It also underlines principle of doing versus thinking like you yeah. can't nobody in the universe has ever thought their way to success it, it you can't because thoughts are, are they don't exist they're invisible they're, who knows what a thought is 
when you do something, you're, you're it, like you said, it takes, took you two hours to make version. I couldn't have told told you if you worked two hours or a hundred hours, like you've built version 0 0.9 of a, a, a launchable business. And it might be a very simple kind of business right now, but it's, you did it in just two hours. So who cares? And you got people interested. Like how many people want to be a human billboard right now? I got over a hundred to sign up and I didn't do very much promotion at all, at all purposely, because I don't want to mail. I don't want to spend so much money mailing people stuff, but I didn't, I didn't do a lot of promotion. I easily got a hundred people to sign up. So yeah. And people have merchandise they're willing to give out, like whether, yeah. you know, so I would start trying to get other brands now to use this, but build version 2.0 first. Yeah. And, and again, doing, it doesn't take so long. Like I watched two episodes of The Sopranos last night. That took two hours. Instead of watching that, I could have built an entire version 0 0.9 of a business. Yeah. So, well, you know what I'm realizing too? It's like all these skills I had that I learned by accident keep showing up in my life. Like the fact that I started a blog in 2011, I learned how to use WordPress. Like I learned how to build websites. That is such an important skill that keeps showing up. The fact that I know how to use social media really well keeps showing up. Like all of these micro skills keep coming back into my life and allow me to do these things. If I was so hung up on not knowing how to make a website, I wouldn't put any of these ideas in motion. So I, I feel like it, this is this all of this is an experiment to remind me that all of these little skills I've I've built in the past 10 years can really just come back to help me in many ways. Yeah, and then I would start making like this odd jobs thing. There's two directions that I would start making lists. One is what other business ideas are related to the odd jobs concept. So whether it's a job posting site or whether it's um I don't know. Yeah. It's a good list. And then another thing is just other ways to get the word out about this newsletter. Cause I think this newsletter, I I think like, let me just take a look at, at, uh, some, this one odd jobs to make money off the Olympics. Uh, so I think this one's great and it's interesting. And certainly these are the, the ways you list are ways to make money. I would flesh out each one just a tiny bit more. Like what are the, uh, you know, why do you think this is a good way? So, okay, here's an example of a person or here's the, num here's the number of money that is the amount of money that is spent by tourists in a town that has in the city that has the Olympics. So then, you know, some percentage of that money is goes towards tours or goes towards yeah. food trucks or goes towards, you know, hookers or whatever. I don't know. And then, uh, give some data that's like proof. Uh, and then you have testimonials or social proof. If you have, yeah. um, you know, I would use these, these, uh, you know, examples of, uh, from influence to kind of beef out each one of these newsletters. Like, let me look at another one. And now that I am signed up for it, um, uh, So we were just talking to someone. So this is like sell food. Um, uh, oh, this is a great one. A 13-year-old girl recently found a puffy Dorito in her bag and posted it on eBay. Bids went as high as 100000 and she ultimately took a $15,000 payout from Doritos. Like that's amazing. So now that one you can't like do on your own. But these are like interesting things. But then I wonder what what's some, maybe there should be a section actionable items. If you want to make money, uh, with selling food, you know, 
here's some ideas to do. Or uh, we were talking to someone the other day where, who, who told us that searches on snail mucin, which I guess is like the sweat of a snail, is, is searches on that have gone up like a thousand percent in the past two years because I guess in um, K-pop beauty culture, uh, snail mucin is this huge thing for like tightening up skin or I don't know, something like that. And so it's just this weird trend. Um, but then I wonder if there's somebody actually making money using that trend. So, yeah. so that's like an odd job. And, uh, uh, but then I would want to know how to do it. Like, how do you buy snail mucin and you know, how much can I make and where do I sell it? Uh, yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. So I don't know, that adds a little bit of work, but I think it would add, you could see, will it add like thousands of subscribers for just a little bit more work? Uh, right. You know, and and then what's, how are you feeling about the card game, which is the most kind of physical item that you're working on? Good, I think I wanna um, spend more time getting the right questions, crowdsourcing the questions a little bit more. You know, I made a list of like 200 ideas, but I wanna spend a little bit more time really nailing down what the best 100 or 25 or 125 questions would be for the cards. So I haven't really done much with it. Have you asked people in your newsletter for questions? No, I'm going to, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to create a survey to ask that. Because you could use your newsletter as almost a mini Kickstarter on this type of thing. So people, sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to use Kickstarter. I don't need to raise like $30,000 or whatever it is to make a chair. But the thing about Kickstarter is not the money you raise, it's the audience you build that's waiting for your product to be released. So yeah. you could use your newsletter not only to seed questions, but it's really a forum marketing to show people, hey, this is coming and, and I'm making you all aware. Those are going to be your first customers. Yeah, maybe I should, should I make like a landing page with a video and almost say like, this is coming, submit the questions that you think would be good in the deck and get people to actively do that? Yeah. Just be on everything, be direct. I, in your marriage newsletter, I would talk about, hey, sign up for bemybillboard.com be and people will send you free merch, including me yeah. And, yeah. and James Altucher and whoever else. Yeah. I would just be as direct as possible. I am excited. I feel like I needed to talk to you. It was a couple of weeks and I was like, okay, I need, I need a, a James inspiration and I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Now, um, are there any other questions that, that you had or did, did I answer the ones that you had? You answered the ones I had. I think I was feeling um, like some of the ideas, I was like, okay, I'm on autopilot. And I think you gave me awesome ideas to take everything to the next level. And next time we talk, I'm going to have a lot of version 2.0s for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good. I'm excited for for everything still. Like I don't right now, I don't think you should slow anything down. It, it, but But I do think maybe it's okay to not add more things. Like yeah, now, yeah, I, we, we, I think these are enough things that, that unless something really excites you, these are enough things that, um, uh, you know, although let me think about something. Let's just think about an idea. So one thing, I never used to believe in subscription boxes, this idea that, uh, like a friend of mine's an ex-Navy SEAL, and he has a business where uh, every people who subscribe every month, he sends them, you know, Navy SEAL type stuff. Like... I don't know, Jay. What would be an example of a Navy Steel like stuff? Like uh, the 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 knife. Yeah, like a special knife, right? Um, and whatever. So so 
I never used to really believe in those, but then during the lockdown, I used a subscription business for food. Uh, like I had a business cook all healthy meals, so I didn't have to go shopping or anything like that. And and it would deliver them to the door. It was no no touch. I wonder if there's like um, well, the problem with weddings is there's no subscription business because they just get married once. But I wonder if there's something in there, some other kind but of there like could be for like a first year of marriage subscription box that like has like a type of book in it or like you know like something. It could be something for that yeah, first book, year. A sex toy, uh, a, yeah. a list of of uh, you know a bunch of coupons that people contribute for your subscription box. Uh, yeah. you know for cruises or whatever. Uh, uh, so yeah, there might be something there. It's just something to think about. Um, you know. Even though we don't want to maybe add new businesses that we're working on, um, it's always good to keep thinking of them because they could be part of, uh, it could be a newsletter idea. It could be yeah. uh, an odd job idea. Who knows? Every time I hang up with you, I, I have a rush of ideas. And if one of them lingers enough, I just do it. I just do it and see what happens. So I'll think about that and I'll do some research. Yeah, and and I'm I'm really excited about the be my billboard. Well, we're gonna sign up right away. Everybody listening should either sign up their brand or yes, uh, or, or just sign up to be a human billboard. I want to be a human yeah. billboard for bemybillboard.com. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna send you a pack of everything anyway. <laughs> and how's how's everything going? How's your marriage going? Huh, you know, it depends if we watch The Sopranos or not. But every <laughs> like you, in your in your newsletter, I'm curious. Like, does, does anything from the newsletter bleed into the marriage? I think what's happening in the marriage bleeds into the newsletter. So if we're like, we had like a week where we were fighting a lot. So I did a bunch of newsletters about um, fighting, and the, I did something about like how saying sorry doesn't work. So here's ten other ideas, hoping he would read it and do one of those ideas, but he didn't. So I feel like I feel like a lot of the the content of the newsletter is just from real life things yeah. that we're experiencing. You know, when I, I, I might have mentioned this last time, so correct me if I did, but uh, when I do stand up a lot, I see these couples, you know, sometimes they're together like 50 years. And I always ask, what's, what's the secret? And, uh, you know, one person once told me that if you win every argument, you're probably not going to be married within a year. Wow. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I think, um, I think we're arguing more now than ever. And I think that's just the first year of marriage and just the, the everything I'm writing about in the newsletter. So it's having the newsletter is a great outlet for my marriage. I think it'll end up um, making it even better <laughs> that I have this outlet to like write about it all. Yeah, I think people need to know, like, you know, and this is not really related to business, but arguing in a marriage, it doesn't mean the marriage is bad. It doesn't mean you marry right. the wrong person. Right. Everybody argues, particularly if you're living with someone and you're making plans with someone and you have to deal with other people's families and yep. their friends and so on and, and everything. It's almost a way of like, okay, here's something where there's a weakness in the marriage. Yep. So if we take a step back and figure out how to patch this weakness, it's just going to make the marriage stronger. And so the arguing yep. is, are the indicators, hey, this is a weakness you should talk about. If you weren't arguing about it, it's not a weakness of the marriage. I agree. I think um, I'm learning a lot and hopefully people who read the newsletter will learn too, but you're right. Marriage is more complicated than people think it is. Yeah. We're, we're, we'll, we'll close on that. That's a good one. Yes. <laughs> um, but thanks so much, Jen. This is all, I'm always inspired too after talking with you. You've got so many Yay. great things going on and you're really a doer and that is such Thank an you. important thing. Well, I'm loving this and it's always so awesome to talk to you.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.